You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. The 12 that they should be with him and that they should send them forth to preach. Verse 15, and to have power, Mark 3.15, to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Could we pray one minute this Sunday morning, declaring in the name of the Lord Jesus, that name that is higher than any other name, that if there be people here today who are trusting God for any kind of healing, it doesn't matter what it is called, it doesn't matter how long it has been, one person 38 years came to Jesus, got healed, one person had gone to all the doctors around, came to Jesus, touched the hem of his garment, got healed, just shut your eyes, pray in the spirit and we are releasing the healing power of God, we are declaring that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that if there were any sicknesses, any illnesses, any diseases that came with people today, attached to their bodies, in their minds, in their soul, it might be on the head, it might be a skin condition, it might be something about the heart, it might be something that has to do with the bone, whatever it is, we release our faith in the name of the Lord Jesus and we declare that in this place healings happen. The Bible says he ordained that they would have power to heal diseases and to cast out devils. We declare the devil has no part, no part, no part, no part. We release the power of God all over this place. Our Father, we thank you. We give you all praise in Jesus' mighty name. Because we shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Amen. Amen. So good to be in church this morning. Um, uh, yeah, so good to be in church this morning. I kind of have to like just zoom into the message and stay focused. Uh, let's put our hands together and celebrate uh, Shadi who shared so kindly her God experience. Uh, those of you who don't know, she's uh, Felicia's sister. And, you know, uh, sometimes when you hear Felicia's sister speak, you know, and then you listen to Folusha. You just know that God does beautiful things. Right? Folusha is the first. So we first children. Sometimes they don't send us abroad as much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's alright. Hallelujah. <laughs> alright. I, I actually thought New Year will bring new changes. But God is working on us. How's the fast going? Huh? How's the fast going? Easy, easy. We're fasting today. Easy. Conserve your energy. <laughs> During the worship session, I, I heard the guy who was leading worship. I was frankly shouting, are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> I'm like, from the back, I'm like, are you kidding us? <laughs> are, you, are you mocking us, frankly? <laughs> we are hungry. We're fasting. <laughs> you know, um, but if you, if you traveled, you were off social media, so you just came and you know, we didn't notice that we were fasting. We are fasting. <laughs> uh, it's not too late. We've done seven days, Abby. Uh-huh. Amen. You can join. <laughs> God will not be angry. I asked him. Join. Tell the person next to you, join today. Join today. Yeah. In fact, you've not eaten, no. you've not had breakfast, so just flow with us till five. All right. If you had a lunch date, cancel it, please. Let's do this thing together. But God has been faithful. Yeah. And um, what happens for me during the fast is that I just, I literally become more intelligent because I... <laughs> I just hear God having conversations. Okay. And we've had prayer meetings, marvelous help prayer meetings. And LifePoint has been 
really blessed to host those prayer meetings. So the whole of Elevation Church comes here. So I like my mind was like, yes, please just come and leave all the anointing here. Uh, 6 a.m. in the morning to 7, and then you go straight to work from here or back home or whatever you have to do. And if you can't be here physically, you can join online. But please uh, do come this Saturday. So, so tomorrow all the way to Friday, uh, 6 a.m. will be here. On Saturday, we then meet at the, the Island Church uh, Pieces Conference Center, which is further down the Lekki Express Road at 1 p.m. And specifically, that sort of Saturday, we'll be praying over careers and businesses, okay? One thing that Pastor Godman has asked that we do is to please ask people uh, for prayer points. Ask your neighbors, ask your parents, ask your aunties. Ask people for prayer points, prayer requests. Um, and we sow seeds of prayer in the season, okay? If, you are, if, you've, if there's somebody you've been trying to open a conversation with, a lady you've been trying to, you know, move further with, ask her, what do you want? Because when you pray for people and they pray for you, there's bonds that happen. I have, it's just, you can say it's old school, but it has worked. All right, just ask her, Ankechi, you know, what can I pray for you about this season? But then she tells you, my father, my career, what career, what happened to your career? Well, you know, you've just there for one hour. All right? Although you didn't have to pray for her. Help me ask the person next to you, what can I pray for you this week? What can I pray for you <laughs> this week? They, they should tell you. Maybe they don't trust. Maybe they, don't, they heard your tongues during the service. They're not like really trusting. But let them tell you something. You know, Say something to your neighbor now. Explain. Oh, Legosians. Oh, if this wasn't Benin, people would have lists already. Ibadan lists already just one prayer point one prayer don't do this like people are I'm number 13 number 4 just relax one prayer point um, and in in service next Sunday um, yeah, I, so this year I'm, I believe in miracles alright uh, next Sunday we're going to have a session a session of the service where we're going to pray for anyone who wants to get married soon <laughs> Anyway, we're going to be praying for you. <laughs> because the way she said, define soon. Like, so you want to get married, period. All right. Uh, <laughs> and you get married. We'll pray for you, myself and the pastors, as God leads us. We'll actually anoint people. I don't want anybody to, you see, when it comes to marriage, me, I've been married, what, we have 14, going to 15. <laughs> so, um, Felicia is, what, nine years? Nine. Her husband is really, really trying. Uh, <laughs> Why are you sitting at the front? You need to go to the back. Yeah. You know, but we'll tell you that God, God is kind and marriage is a good thing. Okay. So if you want to get married, if there are people who you would like to meet someone soon, yeah. um, what are the other ones? You think you are ready to get married. You are just tired of them disturbing you at home. All the boys that have been coming to meet you are 419 boys. All the girls are coming to meet you not uh, exactly you know, look like people you want to get married to, whatever it is. You made mistakes. All right, last year you broke up with five people. All right. Say, ah, ah, you know, you know. I don't want to call names. All right. Also, we'll take time and pray. So, we will, so as, as a church, as a leadership team, we will take this very seriously and we will pray 
in advance and will come trusting God for um, a great time. All right. Tell somebody next to you, you're getting married soon. You're getting married soon. Not, not a married woman. Don't tell my wife that. Let's look for single people around you. Tell them you're getting married soon. Okay. If you are bold enough, Falabi is telling you, you're getting married to me soon. Falabi, relax. How many girls, Falabi, are you telling? Who is it? And I saw the way he turned to like the third row behind. Prophets. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's go. Let's go. Like the people, um, Nifemi needs to get married. That one is certain. And that's not even word of mine. I know you need to get married. So over to you. Over to you. Okay. Um, hey, God. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and 44, and it's been my prayer this weekend, the Bible says, while Peter was still speaking those words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Lord, that's my prayer this morning, that as we study from scripture, as we discuss about your work in our minds, let the Holy Spirit fall upon us all. Let no one go back the same. As Paul prayed in Ephesian church, or to the Ephesian church, Lord, I pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation be here uh, like never before. And Father, we say thank you because we pray in Jesus' name. I thought church would shout a big amen. amen. All right. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24. Today we talk about the unlimited mind. In this season where God has said to us in 2019, do not limit me. Uh, a thought, we are building upon those thoughts. We pray and then we look at scripture. Okay? Last week we spoke about the people of Israel and how that even though God had given them a great promise, um, yet God will say about these people, they have limited me. All right. In Ephesians chapter 4, Apostle Paul says, I'm reading out of the NKGV, I think. It says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to walk all on cleanliness with greediness. That you have not, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful loss, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Um, I'd also like to just read two verses out of Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. This is a year when you need to take notes in church. You need to write notes. If your phone has, your phone is modern. Okay. You have to, you can use it to write as far as you're not writing notes and checking Instagram. Isaiah 54, but you didn't write notes. Verse 2 to 4. Enlarge the place of your tent. One translation says, Enlarge the place of your dwelling and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. 
For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate uh, cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Gospel shout a big amen. amen. All right. In 2011, there was this movie um, called uh, Limitless. Anybody see that movie? Yeah? Okay. You, you all saw that movie. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get the weekly Ibadan joke out of the way quickly, but nah. I think he's going to focus. Thank you. God bless you. But we all saw that movie. It got to Ibadan. Yeah? <laughs> um, and one thing about that movie that I liked was how um, and I watched it a couple of times, was how there was this gentleman who is a, you know, is a downtrodden writer, I think, and he stumbles upon this medicine that allows his brain to work at superhuman capacity. If you remember the movie, he's able to process situations in all sorts of dimensions and to make the most intelligent choice. You know, and the most interesting thing is he does that, anybody who uses it. However, there is or there are terrible side effects to using that drug. The mind that God has given to us as human beings is a powerful thing. Is a powerful thing. The human mind is a tool that God has created. But it's supposed to help man as we are executing the mandate of dominion. You are not meant to work without your mind. God gives you your mind on purpose. Okay. Um, but there is something that happens when sin comes into the equation. And that is what Paul begins to speak about in Ephesians chapter 4. He says that you can be in a place where uh, people's minds, he says, experiencing what he calls futility. Okay? It's having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Uh, help me ask the person next to you, how is your mind? How, how is your mind? Tell them, I know your wig is looking all right. I know your makeup is on, on, is it on a flick or, or that way. Or what? Flick, I got it right. Yes, I try. All right. But how is your mind? Help me ask the other person, what you've been ignoring all service. Let me ask, them, how is your mind? How, how is your mind? How is your mind? How is your mind? You know, and then, but when Paul prays for the churches, you would see him praying about the state of their minds. So, Ephesians chapter 1, he would say, look, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. So, it is possible for you to be alive, seen clearly with your natural eyes, but the eyes of your understanding, your mind in your heart is not working well yet. So, I know you've met this guy. I know he has blue eyes. And since you were young, you always said that my boyfriend was going to have blue eyes. 
but are the eyes of his understanding enlightened? Because blue eyes are good for pictures. So, did you see Nat's girlfriend? Blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. But it's really, guys don't say that. It's the girls that say that, right? Ah, oh, wait, the chick has a boyfriend. Blue eyes, then part of it is now brown. Oh. But are the eyes of his understanding enlightened? How is your mind? Paul says there is a way that sin has dealt with man's mind, and it is, he says, the understanding is darkened. It results in alienation from the life of God. It says that ignorance dwells there. So you would then see the concept introduced in scripture. I think in Romans 12, Paul begins to speak about a renewed mind. Because it then helps us to interpret what God wants us to know. Execute our dominion mandate on the earth. Because an unrenewed mind can be a liability to God. The devil uses minds that are not renewed. Minds that are very flesh-centered. When all the signals you are getting are from the flesh. When the mind is carnal, there's every tendency that you will limit God and just depend on your intelligence, just depend on yourself. No wonder scripture, when God is talking to Israel, he says, look, you would worship me, you would serve me, you would love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Because our minds are actually meant to be a temple for the Holy Spirit. Um, a, so as I prepared for this, the phrase that was in my heart was a contained mind. And I'll try. That's why I've got the board today. Contained mind. Because I, I believe that God is calling us to a place where our minds are unlimited. Scripture says we have the mind of Christ. I am praying that as individuals, as another church, we get to a place where we don't just read these things in Scripture and they sound like theory, but that in our practice, in our everyday life, so we're preparing for this and it's like, you know, the, the phrase was, you know, a contained mind. So, you know, I started you know, just thinking. In, I think in 2 Corinthians 10, Paul speaks about strongholds. He says, we'll, this warfare we're doing, part of it is bringing down arguments. He says that there's a way that a human mind can be organized, but it's as though there is a stronghold there. I ask the person next to you, because oh, okay, if you're just coming to life point for the first time, this is how I get by. It's okay, you will preach to the person today. Ask them, are there any strongholds in the mind of the person behind you? What do you, what do you think? <laughs> ask the person next to you, are there any strongholds in your mind? Any strongholds? Any strongholds in your mind? <laughs> Alright, so, so what I said I was going to do today was on the board. You know, you, those of you who don't know, I used to be a consultant. So, consultants try to reduce things to frameworks and impressive presentations. All right. And I said, if, if conceptually, if we had four 
dimensions of what we would call a contained mind, what, what will they be? And as you know, I, I played around with that in my mind, okay? Um, this is not my real handwriting that I'm using today, I assure you. This is my, this is, I use this for when I'm not working, like on Sunday, Saturday, so don't judge me. All right. And if you talk too much, you'll come and write here yourself. Right. Um, the first one um, is taken out of something we see as God tries to work with Israel. Now, I know the spelling of this, the pronunciation is cucumbers, right? But we pronounce it in Lagos as cucumber. <laughs> so we're just going to write it here. And because I really, I tried, I checked online for the proper pronunciation, I checked, tried. But I knew that the passion of the message, I can't be forming that cucumber thing today. So you'll hear me go in and out of it, cucumber, cucumber, just know what I'm talking about. All right. So that's up there. Aha. Uh -huh. And I'm going to spell it, see you. C-U-M-B-E-R. That's on top. So I says, okay, this is rather strange. But in Numbers chapter 11, verses 5 to 6, the people of Israel have been brought out with like God's mighty hand. All sorts of special effects, miracles. You know, they talked about last Sunday, Red Sea parting. Then they make some very startling confession to Moses. Numbers 11. We remember the fish <laughs> which we ate freely in Egypt. And this kind of thing is not said just in, you, know, you say it with attitude. Ah! We remember the fish. Roasted fish. We used to eat it freely in Egypt. The cucumbers. The cucumbers. Don't you remember the melons, the leeks? I don't even know what that, those are. The onions and the garlic. <laughs> but now our whole being is dried up. And there is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. So one dimension of a contained mind are the cucumbers, the, the things in your past. When the memories of Egypt still rank high in our minds. And thus what happens is that any sort of discouragement that comes into our life, we get distracted. We're going back to Egypt. Do you even know the way back to Egypt? These are the same children of God who had children of Israel who had cried out to God in Exodus. Because God says to Moses in Exodus chapter 2 or chapter 3, he says, the cries of the people of Israel have come up to me. When they were crying to God, they did not know that they were eating cucumber and fish and melons. No. But what had happened, and, and this is how this is it's just amazing how life is, is that the things that happen to us in the past sometimes take permanent residence in our mind. Because like, guys, we're going to the promised land. I mean, I don't know much about the diet of the day. But surely, if they say milk and honey, onions are cucumber. I'm, I, I've got a sweet tooth. I'm going for milk and honey. And I don't even, even just the trekking back to Egypt. 
So, fine, thank you. So you get back to the Red Sea. What do you do there? Do you swim across? Do you then tell God, God, open it, we're going back. Then you tell Pharaoh, oh, hi, we're back. We're the slaves that left the last time. <laughs> well, sorry, we didn't want to leave. It was Moses. Oh, and those your children that died, don't worry. Just find us our cucumbers. Because nothing in the past should overtake God's word as a reference for your future. Nothing in your past. They say you were last in your class. It does not matter. You have a criminal record. It does not matter. You might not be able to get a visa to the U.S. You might not. But it does not matter. And it's amazing how the mind does not discriminate when it picks things in the past as a reference point for its boundaries. It doesn't just take, you know, positive things and say, this is how far, no further, no. It's amazing how the mind will take something in primary three. The day you were running in the classroom and then your shorts fell down. And they say, oh, he's wearing red boxers. And then that has stayed in your heart. Or it takes that gentleman that you thought was born again during your NYSC that loved you and ran away and is now posting pictures of his beautiful family of 10 children on Instagram and tagging your friends who then tag you. Because sometimes the mind just settles. Sometimes it settles on the ordinary. Sometimes it settles on the painful. Sometimes it settles on failure. Sometimes on success even. But it refuses to move further. When the mind is set on cucumbers from Egypt, it then tries to pull the whole body back to Egypt with strange cravings. That's how Numbers chapter, I think Numbers chapter 11 puts it. Even when God is trying to move the person into the promised land. The guy God has been trying to show you your wife. But you're still playing slow music. You've got Ed Sheeran on replay. Yeah, this girl who left, she left you five years ago. She doesn't even remember your name anymore. My pastor said something this morning. He said, beware of spiritual amnesia. Where you are careful that you haven't come to the place where you've forgotten that what God did was more than an event or a thing. What he did was a display of his faithfulness. I mean, if God provides food for you, right? How? You don't even criticize. Where I come from? Criticize what? Is it like... Okay, because you gave me feedback last week, but I'm going to use a wife joke again, but this one's a good one, all right? It's a wife joke. It's a good wife joke. It's like if your wife cooks for you guys and she says, how is it? I beg you in the name of God. I beg you, I beg you. Don't say anything like, just say, this is a good meal. It's good really cooking. I'm serious. And my wife cooks great. Thank you. The pound of yam yesterday was really good. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> but when God makes a meal for you and you have the confidence, they'll say, the temerity of saying, what kind of food is this? Manna. Where are my cucumbers? <laughs> he said, don't you remember the fish in Egypt? 
fresh fish like this. You remember? And Moses and this God brought us here. A contained mind. God is trying to move you on. He's trying to move you on. He broke your heart. Broke your self-esteem. Took your phone. Took your money. I tell a lady next to you, tell you, move on, move on, move on. Tell her, move on. Let me tell her, tell her, move on. Move on. <laughs> so the next one is what I would call, people like he's seen, deleting numbers. Yeah, that's the spirit. Go for it. <laughs> Even calling him during the service. Call it. Don't ever call me in your life again. My pastor says you are cucumber. You are done. You are done, man. going to get into some interesting trouble. Um, the next one, that dimension, I'll call comfort or convenience. So in Genesis chapter 49, verses 14 to 15, as the prophet blesses his children, and you need to read through those blessings because they're interesting, they're different for different children. He says of a one called Issachar, he says, Issachar is a strong donkey. He's got strength. He says, lying down between two burdens, he saw that the rest, rest, eh, was good. And that the land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and became a band of slaves. But I don't understand. He, he had strength. But the Bible says that there was pleasure. There was pleasantness in the land around. There was the allure of rest. And so the Bible says that Issachar bowed his shoulder and a burden was put upon him. Because strength sometimes can be overcome by an excessive appetite for pleasure. So you need to be careful for what burdens you allow yourself bear on life's journey. You need to be careful that you do not settle for slavery. You need to be able to say that I have taste for more than just what is pleasurable. When you see people who are intent on living healthy physically, you will see them eat things that make you squirm. Some be like, no, I can't eat that. This is not sweet. Because even the strong can become slaves. And so for people in that comfort zone, what it is, is that stronghold is built because you have found something and then you have settled. It might be a job. Of course, if you found a husband and a wife, you have to stay there. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But it might be, it might be a goal. It might be your walk with God. I don't know where your comfort zone is. As I was preparing for this, I was saying to myself how that a comfort zone is not necessarily even somewhere that is attractive for you, but it's just that you've, you have found comfort there for the children of Israel, for some reason they were in slavery, but yet had found comfort in slavery. 
at least you knew when the slave masters were coming. You knew who was going to be beside you on the left and on the right as they were beating you. You had made slave jokes. You had even had some modest aspirations within the slave hierarchy. But slave still you were. At least the life was stable. And that is what the comfort zone typically offers. Stability. Not the will of God. Stability. Because they were like, Moses, what is all this? We wake up in the morning, we don't know where food is coming from. Who does that? I cannot, I'm too old for this, Moses. You say we're going to promised land. Show me on Google Maps. How many minutes? Where is there traffic? But no, we're falling pillar of cloud by day. And cloud. Who does that? Have you been there yourself, Moses? No. <laughs> I told you, we shouldn't have listened to him. We shouldn't. It was just spiritual. He was doing, it was jazz he was using for us in Egypt. Because you need to prepare to be restless in your heart, in your mind this year. And to leave your comfort zone if required. Because when you begin to dream God's dreams, you become restless and uncomfortable. Thanks, God bless you. Uncomfortable with your comfort zone. Uh, let me try to do the other two very quickly. Uh, so we've got cucumbers up there. We've got comfort and convenience. I would put company here. Right? And befitting that company is in red. Okay? Or coalitions. Yeah? Company or coalition. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20, in the message translation, Scripture says, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Psalm 1, we read that very often as a church, verses 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates upon it day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Tell the person next to you, thank God you are sitting beside me this Sunday. Thank God. Thank God for your life that you are sitting beside me this Sunday. <laughs> Find company that makes your mind sweat, makes your mind expand. Find Elizabeth that when you show up at her door, when she calls you and says hello, there's something kicking on the inside. Not people that are taking you back to Egypt. Read Numbers 11. The Bible says that they, it says when the mixed multitude began to have strange cravings, there were a bunch of people within Israel in that whole movement who just began to have strange cravings for, for flesh. That's how scripture says it. It says they are the ones who shall spread the word around. They texted one person, tweeted here, send a direct message here. Oh boy, we're heading back to Egypt. Who's coming? Who's coming? Who's coming? Murmuring, murmuring. Because your company affects your mind. You are not that strong, sir. I know you think you did this your new hairstyle just by yourself. It is a lie. You saw it somewhere. You thought this looks good. Your friend said, ah! Felicia, this hairstyle will, will really be suited for you. You know the way your head is shaped. 
And then you do it, and that, ah, I said, hey, let me, are you sure? Are you sure? Shall they don't tell me the one? That's why you told me the one in 1977. And you just go on and on. But your company shapes your heart. Saul enters the company of prophets, starts to prophesy. Some of you, the accent you have is not your own. And we know it, we know it. Because sometimes when your parents see you, when you're talking at home, they're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> when did you start talking like this? But you've been rolling with the people in the Koyi. <laughs> hey. Stay on your lane. Is it stay on your lane? Stay on your lane. Because when everybody in your circle is talking about learning, they're talking about just reading this book, ah, oh, my mind shifted. The other one says, Ah, oh, really? You read that book? Me, I read the other one. Have you read the old one? The one he wrote before that? You said, I read. You'll be nodding. Mm, mm. What's the color of the cover? Mm, 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 mm. You know, that's one day passed. The next day they come. Oh my God. God, I was just praying and, you know, my mind is blown away. The things God wants to do in the future. That person says, Oh my goodness. I was praying in the Spirit for 30 minutes the other day and God told me He's going to turn things around. In fact, He said, Go to Joss, go to this. And you're like, Hmm, 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 hmm. One day you just vex. God, where's my own? What's my mind still like this? But if you're standing with people who are discussing cucumbers, fresh fish, oh, don't you know the back street of Egypt? We used to go there. Fresh fish. She even used to give us free sometimes. When all they are talking about is how they turned up on Friday night. They couldn't even figure out where they woke up on Saturday. You say, eh? And you know you are from you are from that other place after Lagos. And they don't used to behave like that where you come from. They tell you that one night, two nights. After the third night, you're like, hey, take me, take me. When all your friends have PhD, one day, you, even your mom will be asking you, hey, Kule, when will you do PhD? Shola has, or God has, you know? And I'm not saying you will do everything your friends do, but you will surely begin to think like they do. Hang around people who use swear words. You don't know the day you just start to, you'll be flowing. The anointing moves like that. <clears throat> Your company. And so, a contained mind. There is company on one side, there's cucumbers, there's comfort on the other side. The last one, and you know, I put all, I, I was fighting to find a C that worked. Like, there's no way, I'm not spoiling this framework with D or E. <laughs> it's like, and I found a C, and then I think it was consistent. It's culture. Okay? And custom. Okay, custom. Let me fill out. Culture and custom. Jesus, why, how can you heal somebody on Sabbath day? Don't you know how things are done around here? <clears throat> so, I used to work as an auditor. Fancy job. It took me years uh, to realized that one thing that that job, I don't know, it had a, it had a place in my heart. Love, one of the fancier, I think it's one of the nicest places I ever worked. All right? If you get a chance to work at PwC, go and work there. All right? Really good place. Um, but I realized that one thing that that job had done to my young heart was that everywhere I went, I was looking for risk. Everywhere. Who done it? Who hid what? What is missing? <laughs> Even when you were showed a business opportunity, your first approach, what can go wrong? What went wrong? Risk analysis, what went wrong? 
who did what? Is, is this misstated? Are all the facts here? But where God was taking me, I could not be risk-minded principally. <laughs> In Acts chapter 10, we're talking about a contained mind. Verses 9 to 16. The Bible says, The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. And while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So sometimes when you're hungry, you see clearly. Right? You see vision. And saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound to the, the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth. Wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But Peter said, no, Lord. Again, arguing with God. <laughs> arguing with God. For I have never eaten anything common or unclean. So he knew it was the Lord. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times. And the law and the object was taken up into heaven again. Peter rise and eats. In Kem, rise and marry. <laughs> Lord, you don't understand. I'm an Igbo girl. I cannot marry a Yoruba boy. <laughs> God will chuckle alone. <laughs> Three times. Then he takes the, 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 the fine gentleman. Says, Joko, are you ready? Joko says, ah, yes, Lord. I'm obedient. Your servant, anything you say, your servant. Joko gets married and here she is. <laughs> you think you were the first person God took a kindle to? <laughs> how how has the culture that you grew in and the one you are in how is it con con constraining your mind what did they tell you when you were growing up all men all including my father his brothers my pastor all men I don't know how you say that thing I can't even think it. <laughs> Rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. Some men has come. Some women too. This <laughs> is not all men fear God. But how has living in, because not all of you grew up here, how has living in New York and the culture, first of all, you don't live in New York physically, you live there spiritually. You know all the streets in New York. More than you know the ones in Lake. You're always on Instagram. You have lived there already. How has living in Benin, the cultures, ah, no, in Benin, no, no, no. Men, men do not take nonsense from women. Oh, you're going to be single in Lagos, so. How has living in Ibadan, how has it shaped your mind? Say, but the woman does not own a company. God says, I want 
to stretch your mind. I want to break out of this. I want to renew your mind. And so we show up at different ages and different places in the world and we show up in the presence of God. And God says to you, look, would you let me do something that has not been done before? He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of men, the thing God has prepared. But so that confluence of culture on one side, of cucumbers from the past on the other side, of the company that you are keeping on one side, of comfort zones on the other side, if you do not recognize how they are working to produce a mind that can possibly limit God, you might arrive at outcomes that you do not want. And so God begins to talk about renewing the mind. I think that for some people here, you will receive strange instructions this year. Because how you know your mind is contained is because sometimes God will give you an idea. It will come in and then your mind will, in fact, they will even push here, push here to make sure, and you say it cannot settle. Of course, we all hear that story about the gentleman who goes, he observes the gentleman fishing and he will catch fish and throw it away and catch fish. And says, why do you keep on doing this? And he says, look, I have measured the, the size, the length of my fish, my, my frying pan at home. It can only take a fish this big. God says, go and start a university. <laughs> He'll laugh. <laughs> Say, God, everybody in my company is just looking for jobs. God says, run for office. You say, in my culture, you have to be 55 to be youth leader. That's even youth leader. Youth leader. You don't understand. You don't understand. God, I think, <laughs> he said, God, that's not you. that one is not my file. Check again. Because that's why God, you know, those arguments people have with God, he says, Gideon, mighty man of valor. He says, ah, yeah, you've missed it. I, you, you might be an angel, but... I think you have been on vacation. You this say that's not my file you called it out from. I was we were on, you know when you're when you are on holiday, a couple of things happen to you. Number one, you are shocked about how other people in other parts of the world use their minds. I I I think I beg us. I beg us. We we, because what happens like you, after a while you get to a country like ah, ah then you start talking to people it's not the same it's not the same God we're all serving I'm telling you so over the holiday we're, we're a couple of places and once or twice we'll get them like ah, how did they do this I'm telling you so why did they do this why people built planes planes Planes. I was listening to Pastor Mensa Otterbill talk about how he finds that people from this part of the world tend to like harvest a lot. But we're more concerned in just the harvest. With, with iPhone X is out. Do you have yours? Do you have yours? It's out, it's out, it's out. Do you know how 
Do you understand that it's a human being like us that invented that? And you speak in tongues. That boy doesn't speak in tongues. Tell the person next to you, tell them, take the limits of your mind. Take the limits of your mind. Because you cannot be working with the big God and have small dreams. You can't. I think I was saying to Follaby this week and I was saying to him how one thing that had worried me about us as LifePoint was that I wasn't hearing people as your pastor, I want you to tell me things that I have to accept by faith. I said, Pastor, God has led me uh, to start a company. We're going to be employing 15,000 people. You know, even your pastor wouldn't, hmm. Because he's, you know, he has to be spiritual. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do, <laughs> No. <laughs> you joko. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He said, hmm, I, I receive it. <laughs> then when you go, Pastor, look at God say, Ah! <laughs> God, you have children. No, because some of you think, God says, say, I want to be doing events. And when you think of that, you're thinking of hustling people to just do wedding reception. Who told you you cannot do global events? Some of you say, I'm in the choir. I know I'm a music minister. That song we sang, the Hillsong one, I think it was nominated for a Grammy eventually. So who told you you cannot write a song that millions of people would listen to. Because for some of us, the cucumbers are still, you can still taste it. Hmm? And ironically, it's not all tasty. You are still dwelling on who said what, who did not like your post last year, who did not come for your birthday party, how they looked at you at so-so and so party. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 54, as I close. I read again. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. When God starts to work with people. They start to say strange things. David shows up at the battlefront. What will be done for the man? And his brothers are upset. How dare you? Is it not bad enough that this prophet made a mistake and poured anointing oil on you? By because he's not a real prophet. But you're now coming to battle. People are here. Look at our chest. Look at my six-pack. I was in military academy. You have been with goats. And then you say you want to kill you know, people are, they have upset. Joseph says things. His brothers want to kill him. What have you said? We've said it here before. What, what have you said? Just give me a peck. Give me a kiss. That's not what God created his lips for. Pastor, should I kiss her? Should I kiss her? Kiss words. No, kiss what? I don't understand. Did that tell you, even the people in Dangote, did he become billionaire by kissing? Don't let anybody kiss you that has not told you vision. I'm telling you, proper vision. Then you marry, then you kiss. 
Hey, relax. <laughs> People, you're standing. No, no, that's not the message. Relax. We'll talk about that one some other time. But that God is requiring you to stretch. Because oftentimes, God's plans will require that we go beyond our current limits and our capabilities. That you would stretch by taking prophetic actions. I was saying during the prayer meeting, I think on Wednesday morning, that prophetic actions are not necessarily only what a prophet said you should do. Because there are times when you will do things that are in response to the harvest that is coming. Someone you need to start reading. Someone says, because uh, yeah, this is a good place to close. It says, well, how do I expand this? I tell you what I, I know. I can tell you things. I can tell you about reading. I can tell you about changing your company. I can tell you that you need to you know, uh, uh, pray and, and worship God and hang out with God because that is true. Because what happens is that you need to you know, rank scripture, rank God's word higher than your culture. I can tell you that ever so often you need to look for something outside your comfort zone. But we're not walking in the flesh. For someone, you just even need to start reading. And Instagram does not count. It is amazing how much revelation comes to people who have been reading. I think it's Daniel or Nehemiah who says, I understood by reading. Even Jesus, read, I think it's Luke chapter 4. The Bible says he would open the scroll, found where it was written about him. He had been reading, sir. And then proceeded revelation. This is the picture God put in my heart, and I think we'll close. Uh, follow me if you don't mind. We'll sing in about three minutes. Uh, Victor Arenzi's song, Set My Heart on Fire. Was it a human mind that has been conditioned by sin? In some places, God will say, is a heart of stone. Sometimes when you take precious metal and you want to, you want to, you know, form it into something beautiful. Okay, Felicia has been wearing this beautiful bracelet that I can only assume that her husband bought for her. She's been wearing it repeatedly. She's worn it like two or three times this week, I noticed. It's repeating, repeating. And, and you, that doesn't just come from gold, no. Because what happens is that when craftsmen want to expand it, want to change its shape, they will then begin to subject it to some heat they would then begin to put some fire. They would introduce something. And, and God began to say to me, impressing my heart, he says, there are too many people who haven't brought their mind to the presence of God, who haven't let me touch their mind. And so the output is always comfort zone, cucumbers, company, culture. Okay, so you've got good company. And so it influences you, but only so far, only within human reckoning. But what God wants to do in your life, in my life, in our life this year, it's not what man designed, sir. It's not. It's, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what your past is like, but you, if you get around God, He would give you pictures that will scare you. Because in this season, you need to develop your ability to hear from God. And to be flexible as God changes times and seasons. Elijah could have said, you sent me to the brook. I am staying at this brook. He says, go to Zarephath. For some people, your mind is set on a location. Uh, my destiny is in New York. 
I'm going to, if I don't get that passport, visa, New York, New York. God is saying, hey, 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 Port Harcourt, Port Harcourt. Someone <laughs> Canada, Canada. It's not Canada, it's Kano. That's what you were hearing, Kano. <laughs> it's you that added the other words. He said, no, Lord, that's the angel thing. Say it properly. Would you please say to someone next, you tell them, God wants to do something in your life. Or tell them, I am deeply worried about the state of your mind. <laughs> I, I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned. It's Sunday after all your I'm just concerned. <laughs> I'm actually nicer than this. Hey, Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Your mind, can, you cannot use 2017 mind. Even the software on your phone, you update it. If you have a nice phone, if you have a nice phone, I'm, I'm not like your phone, no, I'm saying real phones. All right? No, relax. <laughs> if you have a nice phone, ever so often it tells you this app you are using needs to be updated. So all of us, you are constantly updating your maps, updating, updating, updating. Some of you just don't care, like 25 apps that need to be updated. I don't know how you live. But some of us are updating our apps. But is your mind updated, sir? Some of you are still carrying your secondary school mind. <laughs> your, secondary, your secondary school mind is the one that gets offended at everybody at everything. Carries malice for three weeks. Comfortably. I'm not talking to her. Like, like, I tell fall. I'm not going to I'm not greeting her. Your own father, your own mother, you won't greet. <laughs> hey. My message has finished though. Follow me that. <laughs> Can you sing that song? Don't do ad lib too much in the song. It's a serious song, one like hard song. <laughs> Afalabi has a new song. Ah, if you see his video, the blood. <laughs> uh, like he could not feature his own pastor in that video. It's bad. <laughs> I just look at him. Eh? They even wore a robe in one place. We are not driving car. <laughs> then who is that guy? Set my heart in love. I want to burn for you. Oh Lord, set my heart on fire for you. I wanna burn for you. Oh Lord, oh Lord, set my heart in order. for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.